Kiera Coles was a hardworking 27-year-old young woman in October of 2018. She was a woman with a plan. Kiera had worked hard to gain a permanent position as a postal carrier with the United States Postal Service. She had just moved to a new home in the Chicago area and had just bought herself a new car. Kiera had also planned on getting pregnant and having a baby as soon as she felt stable and she had recently found out she was indeed pregnant. Kiera had been dating Josh Simmons, another postal employee, for a few years. The nature of their relationship was complicated, but Kiera was thrilled to be having a baby. On Wednesday, October 3rd, 2018, Kiera called in sick to work. Kiera would never be seen or heard from again. Where is Kiera Coles? Hello, and welcome back to the Where Are They podcast. The goal of our show is to spread awareness of unsolved missing persons cases and to give a voice to those that don't have one. This episode, we want to give two voices, one for the missing, Kiera Coles, and one for her unborn baby. 
Kiera was three months pregnant when she vanished. So essentially, we have two missing persons in this case. And while investigating what may have happened to Kiera Coles and her unborn baby, it's pretty clear there's a lot of confusion in this case. And a lot of times we struggle with finding information at all. But what we have here is a lot of misinformation being spread around different media outlets. And before we dive into the story of Kiera Coles, I have a few notes about the show. Our podcast can be found on Instagram and Facebook. Please give us a follow over there for updates and information. And if you enjoy the show, consider rating us as well. That really helps us out and really helps these cases get more exposure. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe and give the video a thumbs up. All of these actions can help our podcast be seen and heard by more people and thus bring more exposure to these cases. Last week, we covered missing veteran Bob Ellert on our Patreon. Such a crazy story out of Panama. And researching this story led me to the charity organization Missing Veterans. I'm hoping they will be our next charity focus, so stay tuned as I'll bring more information about that soon. I'll also link them on our social media pages for you to check them out if you'd like. If you are interested in supporting the show and the charity, you can join us at Patreon for as little as $3 a month. And we also donate a portion of the proceeds from our online merch store. If you're interested in getting yourself some podcast merch, I highly recommend our top sellers, which is our coffee mugs, our t-shirts, and surprisingly, our cosmetic bags. And of course, a huge, huge thank you to everyone who has supported us so far. If anyone has any thoughts, feedback, or case suggestions, all of which are welcome, please reach out to me at canwefindthem at gmail.com or send a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Now let's talk about Kiera Coles. The case of Kiera Coles is a frustrating one. This is a case that did receive a small bit of media attention back in 2018 when Kiera first disappeared, but the few facts reported were mostly incorrect, and a lot of the media outlets continued to pick up incorrect information and repeatedly present that to the public. It was a frustrating case to dive into, but I still want to cover her story because Kiera Coles is still missing, as is her baby. And while it did seem to get a fair amount of coverage in the beginning, it has definitely fizzled out since then. So who was Kiera Coles? Kiera Michelle Coles was born September 24th, 1991 to mom, Karen Phillips, and dad, Joseph Coles. She was the fourth of five children and was very close to her family growing up in South Chicago. She was a beautiful girl who grew up determined to make a good life for herself. When she was 20 years old, she met and began dating Joshua Simmons, who worked for the United States Postal Service. They had a decent relationship most of the time, but did have some struggles along the way as they dealt with some infidelity from Josh and the fact that he had fathered other children with two other women. In 2017, she started working as a substitute or a fill-in for other postal carriers for the USPS, the United States Postal Service. 
When she was finally hired in at the USPS as a full-time mail carrier, Kiera was ecstatic. Kiera had worked her butt off to provide a stable life for herself and be successful. Besides her USPS job, Kiera also worked part-time as a Lyft driver in the city. In 2018, she moved to a new home also on the south side of Chicago, near the intersection of 81st Street and Vernon, to be more precise. She had also just bought herself a car and was excited to be living out her dream life. Kiera was 26 years old when she found out she was pregnant, but it was all going according to plan. She had told friends and family that once she was settled, she wanted to have a baby. The final step in her plan was to get hired in permanently at the post office, which she had just achieved. So the pregnancy was just the next step. Her and Josh had actually been talking about it for quite some time. However, around this same time, Kiera learned that Josh had yet again been unfaithful and that this other woman was also pregnant. You could definitely say that their relationship was on the rocks at this point, but Kiera remained excited and upbeat about the baby. Her friends would say it was the fact that she was so happy about the baby that was helping her deal with yet another indiscretion from Josh. On September 24th, 2018, Kiera turned 27 years old. She was super excited to become a mom and her baby's due date was announced as April 23rd, 2019. Kiera took a couple of vacation days on Monday, October 1st and Tuesday, October 2nd. According to Kiera's mom, these days were planned days off in advance as she just had some things to do. On Tuesday, October 2nd, Kiera hung out with a friend that day, leaving in the late afternoon because she had a WIC appointment for her baby. WIC is a program that helps mothers with baby formula and other healthy foods during pregnancy. On the way to the appointment, Kiera called her mom and they had a conversation about baby formula. Karen remembers that Kiera seemed upbeat and happy during their conversation. The next day, Wednesday, October 3rd, Kiera was due to return to work. And on that day, Kiera's mom, Karen, tried to reach her a few times. Kiera was super close with her mom and talked to her almost every day. When Kiera wasn't answering the phone, Karen just figured her daughter must have been really busy at work that day and wasn't too alarmed when Kiera didn't answer. Keisha, Kiera's sister, also tried to reach her. By late afternoon, however, all of the calls to Kiera started going straight to voicemail. On Thursday, October 4th, Karen tried repeatedly to get a hold of Kiera once again, with no luck. Karen asked Keisha to check social media for any sign of activity from Kiera, and they found nothing. Kiera was an avid Snapchatter, and Snapchat was silent. As concern grew, members of Kiera's family went to her apartment to check on her, while her sister tried to contact her boyfriend, Josh. They found Kiera's apartment locked, but her car parked outside. Eventually, Karen called the Chicago Police Department and asked them to perform a welfare check. They did, and they reported that Kiera was not home, despite her car being parked right in front of the building. 
It was not long after this that a missing persons report was filed. And this was when they learned that Kiera had actually called in sick on Wednesday, October 3rd, although no one was quite sure why that was, especially since she had just taken two planned vacation days right before that. Right away, this case turns into a complete mess. Law enforcement asks some neighbors for surveillance footage, and they find a clip of Kiera leaving her home on the morning of October 3rd, dressed in what looked like her work uniform and acting as if she was just leaving for work as normal. The media picked up the story but reported so many things wrong. Many media outlets had her age wrong. Some said that she was last seen the morning of October 2nd and some said October 3rd. The surveillance footage was showcased all over the news, but it was confusing to people. If Kiera had called in sick to work, why was she shown leaving her home in what the police said was her normal work attire that same morning? And the surveillance footage wasn't that clear to even see Kiera's face, or in my opinion, to even confirm that she was wearing a USPS uniform. Now, as the investigation picks up, the media starts to cover the story a little bit more. But all reports continue to be a mess with the facts in this story. Facts are continuously reported incorrectly and differently on different platforms, and no one knows quite what to think. The family is advised not to talk to media, and they don't want to hinder the investigation, so they do keep a little bit quiet. There would be reports that Kiera was last seen in the neighborhood of 81st Street and Coles Avenue, but others report her being last seen near her home, 81st and Vernon Avenue. And those intersections, if you look at Google Maps, are over three miles away from each other. Karen, Kiera's mother, reaches out to speak to the postal worker who took the call from Kira that she was calling in sick. And this postal worker, this coworker, was certain that it was Kira on the phone, but really couldn't say any more than that. And it's not even confirmed if that call came in the morning of the third or the evening of the second. The police do access Kira's car finally and Inside her car, they find her purse and her cell phone. But what is missing is her wallet and her keys. Family was also trying to reach out to Josh during this time, but Josh was laying pretty low. And Josh was somebody the family had known for several years as he'd been dating Kiera for five years. They honestly thought, that he was probably laying low because him and Kiera had recently had that falling out and maybe he was embarrassed to be talking to Kiera's family. But what was going on with Joshua Simmons? There was talk on the street that he was now living with this other woman and that this other woman was pregnant. However, the family, Kiera's family, didn't suspect Josh in any involvement in Kiera's disappearance and they felt they knew him pretty well and they trusted him. Law enforcement did move forward with entering her case in the missing persons database, but it was labeled as a non-suspicious missing person, so not a lot of attention was put on the case right away. The United States Postal Service 
does launch their own investigation and offer up reward money for Kiera, as does the National Association of Letter Carriers. Now, as investigators haven't turned up many clues, the one thing that they do have is this surveillance footage. So investigators and family really analyze and look at this CCTV that they have of Kiera. And one thing that Kiera's mom's boyfriend noted, Dan Perkins, is that he thinks she's walking away from her home. But for some reason, she passes her car and then suddenly turns and looks as if somebody may have called to her off camera. And she turns quickly and starts walking in the other direction. And because of this, the footage is picked up on even more and more media outlets as they talk about these strange actions in this surveillance. And of course, more experts weigh in on what is possibly happening. And in fact, this video becomes sort of the cornerstone of the story. Kiera's family also wants to analyze her phone to see if she had been talking or making plans with anyone. But since she was listed as a non-suspicious disappearance, they can't get a warrant for phone records and they can't unlock her phone or figure out her passcode to look through it themselves. So the investigation kind of hits a wall at this point. No signs of Kiera are discovered, no sightings are reported, and there is just no trail to follow. But a big twist in the story comes several months later when Karen announces that they have confirmed that the woman in the surveillance footage was not Kiera. Not only was everyone shocked to hear this after seeing this footage over and over and analyzing it in depth so much, but Karen also said that they realized this several months ago and police asked them not to reveal to the public that it wasn't Kiera. They advised her to continue and let the public believe that it was her in that video. And the family did indeed keep quiet for a while, but after so many months, Karen felt it wasn't doing any good and the police haven't brought her any answers yet. So she admits that all the time and energy focused on that video was irrelevant and does speak out to the media about that. So where does all of this leave the investigation? We know that Kiera was actually last seen on Tuesday, October 2nd, as she left her friend's house and went to her WIC appointment. We know she spoke to her mom on the phone on her way to that appointment. Nobody reports seeing or hearing from her after that. Her car, phone, and purse were left behind right in front of her home. Her boyfriend, Josh, isn't talking, but police don't name him as a person of interest either. The family continues to beg for help and beg anybody to come forward with any kind of information they have. In order to help in the search for Kiera, her father quit his job up in Wisconsin and moved to Chicago. For a while, he was actually living out of his car, which was parked right outside of his daughter's home. He said he would not leave until she was found. He spent his days and nights handing out flyers across Chicago and was very outspoken about the case, both online and to media outlets. He's also spent weeks looking through abandoned buildings 
in the belief that Kiera might be held someplace against her will. In the months after her disappearance, investigators searched areas in and around Chicago. In November of 2018, a search was conducted in the Whistler Woods Forest Preserve in Riverdale, after tips came in suggesting the area might be of some importance to the case. A couple of bones were located and taken by area detectives. However, it has not been revealed if they belong to a human or if they are animal remains. And since nothing more had ever been stated about these, my belief is they just had nothing to do with the case. A large reward fund was set up in the hopes of enticing those with information to come forward. The USPS Inspection Service offered up $25,000 while the National Association of Letter Carriers provided another $2,500. By 2020, that amount had risen to nearly $50,000 as a Chicago-based activist and a private company also contributed funds. In January of 2020, Kiera's father Joseph held a meeting at the George Bray YMCA in Racine, Wisconsin. He announced that he is of the belief that Kiera is still alive and being held captive in a vacant home, and he feels the police could have done more to solve this case. Throughout the investigation, the Chicago Police Department remained tight-lipped regarding details, which definitely made it frustrating for the public and even for the media. But we also know the police sometimes have a method to their madness, and have to keep some things under wraps. What they would eventually come out and say is that they feel they know what transpired and it's just a matter of finding the evidence to corroborate what they suspect. They have also now shared that they have a minimum of two, maybe three persons of interest who were the last to see Kiara before she disappeared. But they have not revealed much about them other than to say one was an acquaintance of the missing woman. So with all that being said, there are no clues available to the public, but that doesn't stop people from having theories. So let's talk about these theories. Number one, Joshua Simmons. Let's get this one out of the way because I know what most of you are thinking, the boyfriend. And there are lots to lead us to believe this might be the case. He was cheating on Kiara. He had another woman who was also pregnant. He didn't help in the search for Kiara, and he would actually eventually move out of state. It seems to be the popular opinion of the public that Joshua and his girlfriend are responsible for Kiara's disappearance. Theory number two, Kiara walked away. This is always a possible theory in missing persons cases, especially those of adults. But nothing in Kiara's life leads anyone to think this might be the case. Even if she had learned of Josh's infidelity and was distraught, she would most likely have turned to her family for support, not just walked away. Theory number three, Dan Perkins. Dan Perkins was Kiara's mother's boyfriend at the time. And this theory is floating around out there that he had something to do with Kiera. And I mention that because it does come up in several publications, but I can't find any real evidence to substantiate these claims. Theory number four, gang violence. 
Locals have said that the south side of Chicago has a long history of gang violence. Did Kiera meet with foul play? Was she in the wrong place at the wrong time? Or was she maybe involved in something that no one else knew about? So what on earth happened to Kiera Coles? This is one of those cases that is so close to being solved. The case of Kiera Coles needs to be talked about and people need to push for answers. Kiera Coles vanished in October of 2018. She was three months pregnant. Kiera is described as a black female, five foot four inches tall and weighing about 125 pounds at the time she disappeared. She has several tattoos, including a heart on her left hand, the phrase Lucky Libra on her back, and a jaguar's head on the back of her shoulder. If you have any information as to the whereabouts of Kiera Coles, please contact the Chicago Police Department at 312-747-5789 or the United States Postal Inspection Service at 877-876-2455. So what do you think happened to Kiera Coles? Thank you so much for listening to Kiera's story. I know it's a bit frustrating with the lack of clues to work with, but Kiera Coles and her unborn baby are still missing and deserve to be found. Her family continues to this day to search for answers. As a reminder, make sure you are following us on Facebook and Instagram And we will be back again next week with another Unsolved Missing Persons episode. And of course, a bonus episode this Friday over on Patreon. If you have a case suggestion for us, we want to hear about it. Send me an email at canwefindthem at gmail.com. Please share Kiera's name and her story. Law enforcement just needs that missing piece of evidence to close this case. Thank you all again for listening to this episode of Where Are They? We will be back again next week. And until then, stay safe and hug your loved ones. Bye.